Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's time for one more hour of the Hot Corner. Hi, my name's Alfred DeLeo. At home, they call me Big Al, and I hit dingers. It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. Boxing flies one in the air to left. up to the plate for hour two you want a piece of me this is the hot corner on 1080 look this is america this is why we're here is to play the game of baseball the freedoms that we have the fan welcome to the second hour of the hot corner if missing the first hour you can download that the les schwab tires podcast at 10inthefan.com or the odyssey app in a half hour, we'll do a light edition of Fair or Foul. we got a lot to get to a little bit. There, there's still a ton of baseball. We'll Including be back. Including a season preview of the Salt Lake Bees. Ooh, the Salt Lake Bees. The AAA affiliate of the Los Angeles Angels. So there is baseball for you folk in Utah. <laughs> there's also the Ogden Raptors, a part of the Pioneer League, whatever that is. And um, some other team called the Owls. I don't know what city they're in, but go baseball in Utah. Go Utah. I want to say, though, that the Sandlot is in Utah. Oh, really? Yes. It's not in California? No, I'm pretty positive that it is in Utah. Mm. I'm going to look that up. We'll have to look that up. 503-250-1080 is the fan text line. Let's you interact with us throughout this entire show. And I asked any Giants fans out there. You know, it's like this with any team. If you if you know, if you're not, you know, the the New York Yankees or the LA Lakers, if you're not these crazy, crazy teams that are willing to spend gajillions of dollars, you always walk into that situation and wonder, you know, do you feel good about spending money? Does it terrify you to spend money? Like as a Mariner fan, like you just look at Adrian Beltre and Sean Figgins and Robbie Cano and you're kinda like, I don't know if I want to do this. And then Two years, you're going to be a Colorado Rockies fan going, oh, my God, why do we have Chris Bryant? Um, but P1 Corndog, as a longtime Giants fan, I'm happy we didn't spend a bunch of unnecessary money. Plus, picking up Mitch Hanniger is a bonus. Did get him on a nice deal. But I do like seeing them swing for something. And I think if you are a Giants fan, I think you have to feel pretty good about that. I think that's the most level-headed, honest, observant fan of a team you can be. Hey. We took a shot. These were the best guys on the market. 
one guy was out of our control and the other guy we kind of balked out at the last second and it might turn out to be a good deal. So I think if you're a Giants fan, be patient. There's always free agents. There's trades. you got a great manager. I love Kapler down there. And you've got a fantastic organization. So I think you'll be okay. That being said, I would like to completely contradict myself right now. The Boston Red Sox signed Raphael Devers for 11 years, $331.1 million, whatever the deal is. If you're the Red Sox, you have to do this because you're absolutely desperate. I have no idea what's going on there. This team is not very good. And when I say this team is not very good, this team is easily the fifth best team in the in the American League East. By the way, there are only five teams in that division. I can probably name, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, potentially ten teams in the American League. Yeah, potentially ten. Yeah, Texas nine. Anaheim might be better than you, and that is a punch to the gut. There might be 10 teams in the American League better than you. And you are unloading money on this guy in a way that you couldn't unload money on the previous guys that you built through your system. Now, you can't let this guy walk for nothing. Joe, you mentioned a little bit earlier, I don't know if he's worth that money. And I agree with you. I don't know if he's worth that money either. But you had to throw money at this guy. But why couldn't you throw money at... Mookie Betts, who you traded for, you traded to the Dodgers and all the prospects you got back look pretty trash. Xander Bogarts just walked for free. Chris Sale costs a lot of money and he's done. You don't even have Juan Dulio, fan of the show. He's gone, although it's probably a good move to let him go. Why? What is it about Raphael Devers that you feel is a good idea in a massive rebuilding situation that you didn't feel good about Xander Bogarts and you didn't feel good about Mookie Betts. This, to me, is extremely puzzling. I would walk into this offseason calling everyone. Who wants Devers? It costs more than Juan Soto. And start from there and see what happens. Because now you're just the Raphael Devers show in Boston. Can you name anyone else in the infield, Joe? For the Boston Red Sox, a team that perennially spends as much as the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Mets, etc. Bobby Dahlbeck. Bobby Dahlbeck. And he sucks. <laughs> Alex Verdugo. He sucks. I was going to say, yeah, Verdugo. But I thought he plays some outfield from time to time, doesn't he? Well, yeah, but I just mean, okay, then I'll, I'll retract my statement. Can you name any good players for the Boston Red Sox? <laughs> not, not off the top of my head, no. Like, this deal to me makes absolutely no sense unless you lock him in to give him his money and you're wink, wink, we're going to deal you. Because the everything I heard leading up to this deal was that if Bogarts walks, he's going to walk. But I guess $331 million talks, right? Yeah, I would say that this is, it's kind of like the Aaron Judge situ- situation. Not in the sense that, like, we can't let one of our own homegrown guys walk. It's like we can't let it happen for a third time, essentially. Um, And to be quite honest, out of the three players, Mookie Betts, Xander Bogarts, and Raphael Devers, he's probably, the out of those three, the least I would want if you're giving me a choice. I agree, and he looks the most expensive. Now, I know Mookie makes more money, 
but Mookie is exponentially better. So, like, take, like, inflation into account sort of thing, like value, cost of goods. And, you know, he is he is 26. This is an 11-year contract. He's super so, young. You know, by the time that he's come and gone, the contract will be over with. It's a better-looking contract than Judge or Correa. I mean, hell, maybe even better-looking than Trey Turner. Maybe better-looking than Trout and Harper when they did theirs. Yeah, because I'd rather have a 37-year-old making... 31 million 33 million a year except instead of a 41 year old yeah so i i i don't think it's a terrible deal from that standpoint i just in rafael devers is a great player but sure i feel like this was more perennial mvp candidate yeah i i back-to-back all-stars now i i feel like this was more so based off of emotion and fan pressure um but i agree with what you're saying like the spending over the last few years has been pretty bad and moves have not worked out well for the Red Sox a couple of years ago, you like the year that we were all perplexed by where we thought they were going to suck. And then they ended up winning damn near a hundred games or going to the playoffs. Yeah, they went to the playoffs. They beat the Rays in the first round. Right. Who so, came I mean, off a world series appearance. Right. So like, then they got smoked by Houston. I think that was just a, an exception because you still had Xander Bogarts. You still had some of these guys that were in their prime still. And really. And Alex Cora seems to be a decent coach, yep. cheating or not cheating. Juan Dulio had a great year. I, I think that was kind of a uh, flash in the pan, capture lightning in a bottle for a season. And this is the Red Sox that we know now. So, yeah, as you mentioned have fun being the Raphael Devers show for the you know foreseeable future because that's a lot of money. So if you want to be with the Yankees and the Mets, they've they've spent over the years. They're gonna have to do it even more than just paying Raphael Devers. Yeah, and they they signed that kid from uh, they signed that kid from Japan that a bunch of GMs in baseball are like, like hey, this, why did you give him this that guy's money? good? But why did you give him that much? Yeah. Um, I also think that there's some deep deep-seated things within the Red Sox organization. Uh, if you're a Red Sox fan out there, 503-250-1080, correct me if I'm wrong, or if you just disagree, or you agree. I know that the Fenway Sports Group, which owns the Boston Red Sox, they also own Liverpool Football Club in the English Premier League. They have started to accept bids to sell Liverpool. And the rumor on the street is that they could potentially be interested in buying the Washington Commanders from Snyder. There are rumors that they are also heavily interested in an NBA expansion team in Las Vegas. So I also wonder, from a top, top, top organization, this goes beyond GM and president, this goes top, top organization, if there might be some conversations saying, well, we got to give one of these guys a boatload of money so people keep showing up and we seem at least pretend to be competitive because they're trying to put all their money in a basket to be the sole owners of either an NFL or an NBA franchise. NBA remains to be seen, but Vegas would be your best bet. Owning an NFL franchise is a lot more profitable than owning a Major League Baseball franchise. Owning an English Premier League franchise should be the most profitable, but there's so much money dealt, so much money spent in that, that you might, as a business person, scratch your head and say, that might not be the best place to put my money. So I do wonder if there is a little bit of that, saying, like, we don't want to spend a ton of money on this, 
but I got to spend some money on this. Otherwise, yeah, sure, we're the Red Sox and people love us and we're probably the third, second most, you know, bandwagon international fan base when it comes to Major League Baseball, but we still have to put a, put a product out there. Only the Cubs can be trash for 100 years and still fill Wrigley. I don't know if the Red Sox can do that. Their fans might turn on them, especially with how, how good the Celtics look right now. Coming off the Patriots dynasty, although they don't look very great right now. It, maybe they're just afraid that that Boston faithful might look at that $100 outfield ticket on a Wednesday night and say, eh, I'll pass. This team's not very good. But now it's Rafael Devers' bobblehead night. So maybe I'll go to that and take my boy because he loves Devers. He's his favorite guy. I know I've been I know I've been a hater on the Boston Red Sox for a long, long time on this show. And I will be. I will continue to be. But most of it is not because I just don't like them. Most of it is since this show has existed over the last seven years, since basically 2013, I'll give you 18. I'll give you 18. That team was good. Mookie played out of his mind. Deserved to be a World Series MVP. Outside of that, I don't understand what this organization is doing. And I would argue that it's been since 2008 when they fired Terry Francona that I don't know if this organization really has a direction. And if I'm a Red Sox fan, this is the opposite of being a Giants fan. If I'm a Red Sox fan, I am very, very concerned. I would agree with you. I, I would say over the last uh, few years that it would be, since they won the World Series, it would be hard to convince yourself that all these moves make sense. I mean, in that I did to let Mookie and Xander go to different teams, that's why they did this. Mm-hmm. Because they knew that if this happened a third time, I mean, a, a good chunk of that fan base was going to turn. And how reactionary is this to Aaron Judge? You know, like if Aaron Judge isn't in a situation, if he signs a long-term deal before he hits the free agent market, do they think, well, if Devers walks, maybe nobody will notice. But you have to, you had to put yourself in comparison with the big boys. You want to be on the big boy stage? You can be on the big boy stage. Congratulations, 04, 07. 13 or 04 08 13 18 congratulations that's four that's four in the last 20 years nobody else can say that nobody else can say that yeah but you can say that you want and now you want to play with the big boys this is an absolute disaster in my opinion for the boston red sox 503-250-1080 i want to read one that just came across the text line these contracts aren't written expecting production in an age 37, 38, 39. They do more years to spend the annual value. In 10 years, 30 mil per year is nothing. They're paying for seven years of production spread over 11 years. I fully agree. That's why we're seeing these long contracts again. I fully agree with you. What I don't understand is how Boston is spending that money. You look at what, what Bogey signed for the Padres. You're the Red Sox. You couldn't up that? I mean, you've been one of the bigger spenders over the last decade. I, I thought the Padres got him on a deal. I thought they got him on a cheap. He's under he's an under $300 million shortstop, and he's won a World Series. He leads a locker room, plays excellent defense, and is clearly a staple at the top of your lineup. And the Padres got him on the cheap. 
according to what you can spend. I just don't get it. And if I'm a Red Sox fan, I am terrified. I would rather be a Cleveland Guardians fan, Baltimore Oriole fan, Tampa Bay Ray fan. I'd rather hey, be an hey, Anaheim. Hey. I would rather be a Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim fan right now. Better not be a slight. It's not a slight. I'm talking I'm talking teams that have to be smart with their money. I'd rather be those teams than the Boston Red Sox. When we come back, how many shortstops does it take to win a World Series? That's the question I want to act ask. We are a shortstop heavy show today. Joe, you said it is the number one position in baseball. Athletes, baby. Athletes. Shortstop and center field. When we come back, I got to ask this grandiose question as we keep seeing it happening. This is the hot corner. That's Joe Fisher behind the glass. I'm Patrick Harris, 1080 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. 822 Portland Sports Leader. We're live from the under the historic Fremont Bridge. We'll dabble a little bit into a little fair or foul, fun, light edition, and then we'll wrap this bad boy up. We'll be back next week. Talk a little more baseball. Who knows? We might mess around and talk about some other stuff. Uh, we're a shortstop-heavy show today because that's uh, that's where the drama is. You know, I feel like shortstops are almost like uh, wide receivers at this point. Have you noticed in the NFL, like, very rarely are quarterbacks drama, and when they are, they're kind of like, why are we milking this story? Like, when Baker Mayfield is a douche, you're like, why are we talking about this? This guy's not very good. But when a wide receiver is super good and they're being douchey, we're like, that's primetime entertainment. Well, everybody loves a train wreck. I kind of feel like we're there with shortstops right now in baseball. I mean, the San Diego Padres are trying to chase the Dodgers, trying to chase the Mets, trying to chase the Phillies, trying to do anything possible. So they're like, let's just go out and get the same guy. Let's just go out and get the best guy possible. When they got Manny Machado, you remember when they got Manny Machado? We were like, whoa, whoa, big move by these guys. Manny's getting paid. See you never. And then they got Eric Hosmer. And then they had some young guys. I mean, Will Myers has been there forever. I don't want to count him. But now they have Fernando Tatis Jr. Well, what is it, for the last 100 games or so? <laughs> they, they will eventually have Fernando Tatis Jr. 
They've got. Uh, I'm just. Uh, I am right I, though. You it's, are right. It's you are 60 correct. games is what the first suspension is. You when are you get correct. Popped, I think. Right? Uh, uh, the guy's name is escaping me right now. I think his last name is Kim. He is Korean, I believe. He. The rumor was he was going to take over at short because he's the better defensive shortstop, and Tatis was going to get moved to second. And you've got Manny Machado, who, when he played short in Baltimore, Joe, you can attest to this. Maybe the best shortstop in baseball. I mean, he looked like Alex Rodriguez. He big, fast, smooth, kind of sexy way of playing. Uh, third base, Manny Machado for the Orioles is one of my favorite player eras in my fandom. Like, watching him, I know, like, he, he smashes that shortstop now, but watching him play the hot corner in Baltimore is one of my favorite things of being a fan of my teams over the years. Yeah, he's awesome. He kills it. You've as much got, as he is a douche, that dude is an amazing baseball player. And 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 last year, he damn near walked his way to an MVP season. If Paul Goldschmidt hadn't done what Paul Goldschmidt normally does and finally got recognition, Manny Machado was on his way to an MVP. I, I don't know if he took second. I don't know where it landed. But there you go. You got three great shortstops right now. And then they signed Xander Bogarts. And so now you have four shortstops. I think Kim's going to play second if he's not dealt. Bogey will play short. You're not taking over for Bogey at short. I'd be interested to see what you do if you had Bogey and Lindor. Like, who do you play at short? I'd be interested to see that. Probably Lindor still. And Machado at third, and you move Tatis to the outfield is what they're talking about. I look over at the Texas Rangers. They have Marcus Simeon, who's played shortstop in Oakland and Toronto, and they have Corey Seager. Not to mention when Corey Seager was in L.A., they had Trey Turner at second. What is this? This is sustainable as a team that it's like, just go get that best athlete and we'll figure it out? Because I will argue this. Alex Rodriguez at third is still one of the best defensive third basemen I've ever seen, but he never looked as good as he did when he was at short. And he couldn't play short because they had Derek Jeter. And then there was that riff between them. I don't know if you watched the the Jeter special on, on ESPN. That was incredible. When does it get to a point where you're kind of like, so I've got this quarterback, but I've also got this Taysom Hill over here, and I've also got this other wildcat. Like, when, when does your four quarterbacks become disruptive? Uh, I, I feel like... With quarterbacks, what's the old adage? If you have two quarterbacks, you have none. And with this, if you have four shortstops, you've got a lot of good baseball players. You, like, yeah, that's so you the think way it's that the opposite. You're kind of like, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, it's like give us as much talent as possible. Let's be real; it's these guys can play other positions. Guy, there's a lot of players in the MLB that do that already that are multi-positional players. Play the outfield, play first, they play first, and or they can do shortstop second. So if a guy's been a career shortstop and he comes to a team that also has an all-star shortstop. They got three. And I get that, you know, I it's easy to sit here and be like, be men and figure it out. Egos, money, get in the way. And pride and having that title being this team shortstop, right? Like that is being the shortstop of a team is it's a thing, but 
If I'm Manny Machado, I'm what, 30 now? 28, 29? I don't know. Oh, he's over he's, 30. Like, do you care at this point if you play shortstop or third base? Or are you trying to get that ring? If you've made your money, you probably don't care. Yeah, and that's where I think that it's like, okay, cool, move me to third. I killed it at Baltimore. Which I think is why A-Rod was cool with playing third in New York. If you're Tatis right now, I don't think you really have any leverage to be saying, no, whoa, that will, hey, I I thought I was sure. Yeah. It's like, well, dude. No, you're lucky to be here. How about you? Yeah, just make sure you know what you're putting in your body first before you say what position you want to play. So, and yeah, I think Xander is the better shortstop positionally than, like I said, I don't think you lose anything by moving main. You gain, it's like gaining by sub, well, not subtraction because you're adding Xander Bogarts. But again, it's like, ah, man, we have to move Manny to third. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I can think of much worse problems like, oh, no, we're going to move Tatis to the outfield. At this point, I think, yeah, Manny. He has pride in enough years that he can swallow his pride and move over there. Tatis doesn't have the leverage to say, no, I am the shortstop or trade me, whatever. Because if he didn't have this suspension, he would throw a conniption. Yeah. You know he would. Exactly. So, and yeah, I mean, you're paying Xander the money to be your shortstop. something like that. Yeah. That's your guy. And so I feel like not just this situation, but any team that says, just give me shortstops. They're great infielders. They're athletes. Five tool players normally. We'll get you on the field one way or another. I've always been the best player on their team. Yep. I also find this interesting from a shortstop perspective. I mean, growing up in the nineties, in the late nineties, we had this we had this thing that was just unbelievable. Alex Rodriguez, Nomar Garcia Parra, Miguel Tejada, and Derek Jeter. This golden age of shortstops. And we've seen more and more shortstops come around, whether it's Corey Seager or Xander Bogarts, you know, guys we're talking about the young kids, you know, like a Bo Bichette. Joe, who do you think is the greatest shortstop of all time in Major League Baseball history? Of all time? Of all time. I mean, the most fundamental was J.J. Hardy. That dude just got the ball, zipped it from short to first. I know you're messing around, (laughs) Joe, but you're alluding to my point. So do you have... When you look at the top 50 greatest players of all time, who's the shortstop on that list? Well... When you look at the I top... I feel like it's Derek Jeter is what they do. Right. Whether it's, you know, deserved or not. Exactly. Number two is probably Ozzy? Yeah. I mean... I'm uh, you're catching me off guard. No, 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 so I'm I'm, really no, no, no. Like... that's the point, Joe. I'm not catching you off guard. <laughs> How many shortstops of just position players are in the top 100 baseball players of all time? We talk about this position as this grandiose thing. Yet it's not really true. Number 1 is Jeter for rings, the persona captain of the Yankees. Number two is Ozzy, really solid hitter, one of the best defensive players of all time. Number three is probably Alex Rodriguez. And then after that, you're getting into, like, Barry Larkin and oh, I mean, Cal Ripken. I would move Cal up. <laughs> I, yeah, okay, Cal, Cal might be, but it's still, though, Cal's not Griffey. 
Cal's not Mantle. I had, I had to pull up a list. Just He's to not myself Willie Mays. You where know, where you are you know putting I mean? Honus on this list? But, but, <laughs> but that's what I mean, though. Like, when you really break it down, yeah, we talk about the shortstop as a glorious position because I'll tell you what, if shortstop's the most glorious position in baseball, okay, that's fine. The most glorious position in, that, in football? Quarterback. Hall of Fame is littered with quarterbacks. That's all it is. See, and it's funny about the shortstop. I'm just kind of looking at this list, and it is, it's top heavy. But after like those names you mentioned of like huge Ernie, Cal, Derek Jeter, you're then looking at like Robin Yount. Yeah, dude. Robin Yount was Larkin. Robin Yount was a great player. Joe so Cronin, was Barry Larkin. Alan Trammell. Yeah. Joe Cronin, Alan Trammell. They're, they're all great players. They're not, they're not Bonds. They're not Willie Mays. They're not Roberto Clemente. See, someone even texted in. It's Nomar. <laughs> <laughs> I did love Nomar a ton as a kid. Yeah, yeah, I mean. But that's what I think is interesting. I mean, even if you go to the NBA where you would think, oh, point guard, that's a prestigious position, right? I can still tell you that John Stockton's the greatest point guard of all time if we don't talk about Magic because Magic played all positions. So he's like the cheater in that conversation. But there's John Stockton. There's Jason Kidd. Steve Nash, you know, like I can, we can start naming off point guards that were phenomenal, like all time greats. Shortstop, not so much. Who's the next shortstop going in the Hall of Fame? Jeets. Who's the next one after that? Is Barry Larkin a Hall of Famer? I don't think so. I think Omar Vizquel's a Hall of Famer, but apparently they don't like him. I just think it's weird. It is weird. I do think, though, that shortstop over the last 20 years, the position has changed. That is true. I will agree with that. So maybe we will see more and more shortstops going into the hall. I mean, guys like Manny Machado, just like that body type. Right. I feel like you did not see dudes like that playing shorts. Uh, Carlos it's, Correa. It's, it's the Alex Rodriguez body type. Yeah, it's like you didn't see that playing shortstop. In the the sixties, the seventies, the eighties. But really. if but if Machado does go to the Hall of Fame, does he not go in as a third baseman? We'll see what the rest of his Padres tenure is like. Huh? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right. Holy that's, crap! We're over. That's enough about that. We'll By the way, there there ain't no fair foul coming, man. All right. I, there there ain't no fair. We foul. had some great conversations tonight. I was trying to find stats and do. I just you know. I'm sorry. All right, we're going to pass on that. When we come back, we'll figure something out. This is the hot corner. But before we do that, there's a man, Joe, with sport. The hot corner on 1080 The Fan. It's 839. We're already up against it. Uh, Blazers lose tonight to a team that's been kind of trash and has guys hurt and mortgage their future for somebody who might not be very good. So yeah. you have that to look forward to. Kind of a mess lately. I'm, I don't know if they had won before this, but they had like lost five games in a row. Yeah, so I'm sure the boys in the morning, Dirt and Sprague, from 6 to 9, you can catch every day, Monday through Friday, right here on 10 of the Fan and the Odyssey app. I will listen to them in the morning on my way into work. Uh, and I'm sure they will have something to say about that. Because he, yikes. Uh, but Joe, I actually watched 
a decent amount of the college football playoff this weekend. Well, you should have. I mean, well, we were here. We were talking so much football that I ended up wanting to watch football, and I'm glad that come uh, the Monday night game, I was a little, uh, a little over football, so I was going to watch the second half of the Monday night football game. So I was able to miss that unfortunate incident. Uh, but I live in a household where. Uh, my wife's ex-husband is a diehard Michigan fan, and I am a diehard Pac-10, Pac-12 fan. So I root against the Big Ten with all my heart and passion. And boy, I can't tell you how excited I was to see TCU up big. And then I got real scared. <laughs> then I got yeah. real scared. Started to get real. Then I got real scared. But hey, you know what? This is why college football is crazy, Okay. Because I remember Harbaugh in the Pac-12 at Stanford. And it was like, hey, this might be building to something crazy. And then he passed it off to David Shaw, and it was like, ooh, this is kind of something crazy. Stanford's a beast. I do not want to play them. I don't want to play them at home. I don't want to play them on the road. But when I watched Sonny Dyke at Cal, it was like, circle. I think that's the game. Hey, we going to a Wazoo game this year? Yeah, we should go to the Cal game. And that's how we felt. Good for him down there. I don't know how he did it. I don't know if it's transfers or money or or what, but that's that's. I mean, what what does it do to college football if TCU wins a natty? I was thinking as Ohio State had Georgia. They had Georgia the entire game, and they s the bed. I'm thinking to myself, TCU Ohio State. I might take TCU in this game because we were on we when we were doing Dern Sprague. I'm hammering Michigan to win this game and hammering Georgia to win this game. And sure enough, in the middle of my day, I'm thinking this might be TCU, Ohio State. I might put some money on TCU. I know when we were doing the show, I was on the same boat as you as far as, uh, yeah, Michigan blowing out TCU. But I did say Ohio State would cover and they would keep you that did. one close. And Swag and I laughed at you. Yeah. So- it, was, it was, I was, again, I asked Swag. Whatever you were smoking on that Holiday Bowl underpass, it my way, and I found the stash. And you found the secret stash. I took a big old whiff, and I smoked that up, and I hit, baby. Put on some Ohio ice State. cubes in the chamber, yeah, and you said, yeah. we're going to do this right. Honestly, PTSD from that, from trying to put ice in there. <laughs> oh, you. yeah, you I'll, told me about this. Yeah, <laughs> I did tell you about Remember, this. I dropped mine in the toilet, and it shattered, <laughs> so it's okay. Uh, but, As I was flushing, so it was just gone. But, yeah, I mean, like, that Ohio State-Georgia game, going into it, I, th- I, I might have mentioned it on Dirt and Sprague, is that I just felt that the talent discrepancy was not, like, there's dudes on but first-rounders on both sides of the ball. Sure. Whereas TCU-Michigan, not the case. Not the case. At all. Like, TCU kind of... Like, you can love the new red rifle in TCU, but he's still a red rifle, and, and that, that thing's going to run out of ammo. And I just... With the way that their season went... <laughs> I said before the game, I was at my friends watching it. I was like, do I need to make some ridiculous over-the-top bet for TCU winning this? Like, if TCU beats Michigan, I will eat horse crap or something <laughs> like that. Like, I will streak through the quad naked. Exactly. I'm like, I was like, because that's how I feel. That's how I felt too. <laughs> about TCU winning that game is that there is some guy out there in Lansing or wherever the hell Michigan's campus is. Ann Arbor. Thank you, Ann Arbor. It's outside of Detroit. Yeah, Lansing is Michigan State, rather. Um, 
that was making that bet with a buddy in the, in the dorm room. Mm-hmm. Dude, I swear to God, if Michigan doesn't win this game. There's no way we're not winning this game. Like, yes. Harbaugh's got us. We're going to a natty. <laughs> Look out, Georgia. Through the quad. Look I'll do out, it. Georgia. Yeah. That one was, that game was obviously, to me, more surprising because I thought, thought that Ohio State and Georgia would be close. But, um, man. Great that we got two great games two great on games. semifinal weekend. Well, and it's funny. I didn't even know that the uh, Ohio State-Georgia game went. I didn't even see the field goal until the next morning. Oh, boy. Because, like, to Swag's point, the TV thought that was going to be a blowout. Me and the lady, we had dinner reservations at 830. We left the house at 6. I don't think I saw television with it the rest of the night. And so I didn't even know what went down until my phone buzzed and said, George escapes by as Ohio State misses field goal or so whatever Bleacher Report told me. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. So I didn't even see that. But let me ask you this, Joe. So we talked about it, and and you were you were right on the Ohio State, but we all agreed that Michigan was going to blow out TCU. Yeah, we – yeah. Now, I know it's tough because of hindsight, but try to use your sports radio personality brain. Do you feel more? Did you feel more confident about Michigan blowing out TCU, or do you feel more confident about Georgia blowing out TCU? The latter. I feel more confident about confident about Georgia be uh, blowing out TCU. But with that being even said, even with what you saw against Michigan, did with, you think Michigan could hang with Georgia? Do I think? Well, after, did you, did you yes, previously? Yes. So just like I thought, thought they were with legitimately the second best team behind a Georgia without question. So if you thought Ohio State could hang, then you definitely thought Michigan had a chance to win. Right. So, hey, trust me, this is... I, I know, thinking, I know. I'm being real, real weird hypothetical right now. No, no, now. no. Because I was listening to Isaac and Sue talk about this matchup and TCU and kind of comparing them to past teams that are kind of happy to be here. And I'm like, all right, Notre well, let's let's look at my personal thoughts. I was like, all right, so I thought Michigan was going to blow out TCU. Sure. And I thought Ohio State was going to keep it close against Georgia. Ohio State did keep it close against Georgia, number four team in the nation, doing that against number one. Well, a lot of people thought they shouldn't be there, but everybody lost, so somebody had to get that spot. So the number four team in the nation did that. And the number two team nation is clearly not as good as I thought they were. Why would TCU not be good enough to keep it close against Georgia as well and keep it a touchdown game? Like, again, the team you just beat, me personally, I thought was good enough to play well against Georgia. Well, you were basically in control of that game the entire time. Until the end, yep. And then Ohio State is below you. They're the... You're above them in the rankings. Yeah. They say you are a better team than Ohio State. And I think you are a better team than Ohio State. And Ohio State literally played Georgia to the last second. If that's the case, why is... Then TCU should be playing a very close game against Georgia on Monday. It's the whole kind of transitive property thing. But again, like all the teams around, Michigan underperformed. Ohio State kept it close. You are this team that is supposed to be here. Keep it close also. What will you do if TCU beats Georgia? I will eat horse crap in the middle, honestly. And I will go streaking through the quad. <laughs> no. Um, <clears throat> you that, think they, do you think they got it? Like, we talk about this, like, do you think they got a chance? Yes, they do, because we didn't think they had a chance last week. I'm not going to question them again. I've questioned I got the one part of their season right with Kansas State beating them in the Big 12 championship game. 
And then they proved me wrong immediately after by beating Michigan. <laughs> so it's like, all right, I'm not going to take my chances here with, with TCU and say that they're going to get blown out. Can I see it happening? For sure, because Georgia is that good. But yep. the way that see their season has gone this year, every game has been close. They've been in every game against every opponent, down to the wire. You got a Heisman Trophy finalist. They fight. They scrap. They, dude, they were laying hat against Michigan, flying around. It was super impressive. It totally made me be like, dude, TCU, all right, earn my respect. Go get it against Georgia. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll finish with this. When it comes to the spread, when it comes to the over-under, and when it comes to the overall winner, I'm going to take the team that nobody believed in all year. I'm going with Kirby Smart in Georgia. <laughs> All right, when we come back, we'll wrap this bad Bull boy take. up. We'll wrap this bad boy up. It's the hot corner, 1080 the field. I'm- the hot corner on 1080 the fan. We'll be back next week, as we do every single Wednesday, with a little more baseball chat. We might mess around like we did today, because it's kind of fun to mess around. James Harden's on my television right now, looking fat and stupid. Is this the most, like, hip-hop, classic rock song of all time? Like, just the beat on this just goes. Dude, this song, like, messes with my brain. (laughs) In a good way. It's just such a jam. The synapses start firing. I mean, it the, is. the drum beat sounds so simple, yet it's absolutely intoxicating. And then the little uh, speed up yep, uh, in the second half of the song, and then it goes back to the regular pace. It's it's a solid one. And but again, what, just the beat, it just it just goes. And and what's amazing is it's it's late Zeppelin. And late Zeppelin is not that awesome. I was going to say not as good as Beginnings. Yeah, I mean, it's still pretty good. I mean, like, to think, like, this song came out. Well, they had to start writing their own stuff, and they're (laughs) like, God, this is a lot harder than I thought. Well, Fool in the Rain came out, (laughs) I want to say, like, 1977, 78. So, I mean, the Beatles have been broken up for eight years. The Stones didn't have a hit in a while until Start Me Up in the 80s. The Who were kind of faltering a little bit, but Who Are You came out in 78. If I'm a diehard Zeppelin fan and I'm like, you come off physical graffiti and you get to in through the outdoor and you start kind of listening to it and presence wasn't that great and coda wasn't that great and you start listening to it, but you get to in through the outdoor and fool in the rain drops, you're kind of like, whoa, this, 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 this band is still pretty good. What is this? What is, what is this? Like, all right, they still got it. Yeah, there's something about it, man. It's that bump, 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 bump. Played it at your wedding, I believe. Oh, did you? Thanks, man. I think. I mean, I feel like you requested it. Probably. I love that song. <laughs> I mean, I think it's my favorite Zeppelin song. Mixed in with all the, the dead, of course. <laughs> all that Grateful Dead. Yeah. Well, to be fair, a lot of it was mostly Bob Weir solo. Yes. But the true. dead did play all on all of those tracks. Most definitely. Uh, I've got an interesting Joe. Do you ever dabble in Sirius XM radio? No. I know we probably shouldn't talk about them because they're a competitor. (laughs) Basically, But I don't care. Nobody's listening. No, they suck. Um, No, I'm a cheap ass when it comes to media consumption. Yeah. I've uh, claimed many times on this station over the seven years that I am a modern-day digital pirate. Oh, still? I trevor not as much as I used to. I know me me too. I mean I, everything. Yeah, I used everything, to torrent a lot of everything. stuff, and now streaming has made it <clears throat> pretty easy to get a lot of stuff. But um, and you don't get leaks as much as you used to. 
Yeah, because like, it's just like, like yo, we're putting this on Netflix next week. Yeah, next your, week, your like. favorite band's like, oh, I got an album coming out on Tuesday. And you were like, I'll bet you it's leaked and I can get it now. And now you can. It doesn't really work that way. No, no. No. Well, anyway, so in my new whip, I got the new whip and uh, I got Sirius XM in it. And it's, it's, it's sucks. A, it's yeah, a, I know. It, it's a trip, dude. Yeah, it sucks. It's a trip, man. No, I'm sure it's great. But uh, again, I'm pluses just... and minuses. It's not great. I, I, I mean, I don't even know what's on there. All I know is Howard Stern is on there. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they just have channels that you can, like, choose to. Like, I found the 90s hip-hop channel. You know, there is a Grateful Dead channel that only plays dead. Yeah. I there can. is a uh, Beatles channel that only plays the Beatles. There's a Dave Matthews Band channel that only plays Dave Matthews Band. You know, Band. you can, like, do that on, like, Spotify and I know I mostly just do it off my phone, <laughs> but it's such I mean a, it's such a trip, man. Wait, 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 wait! I mean, you can do all of this on the Odyssey app, Patrick. An Odyssey station. I don't uh, know. I can't. I can do the Odyssey station in my car. Oh, can you? Uh-huh. You yep. got that HD? I got that Apple CarPlay. Hell is center field. There it is. I okay. could play. Uh, Whoa! I uh, I could play my Apple CarPlay and stream the Odyssey app. I don't do that, though, because I just put on 1080 AM radio. Do you ever have the moments, though, when you're listening to 1080 AM? You, I don't know if you got the HD now in the car. But... I can do HD, but I've got it preset to... There'll just be times where I'm listening to the AM signal, and it is just... I'm going through a part of town somewhere, <clears throat> and it is just trash, and I just keep listening to it, because I'm engaged, I'm, li- I'm... But then it just kind of it snaps in my head, I'm like... Dude, just pull out the app. It will just, you're fine. About 15 years ago, I'll end on this. About 15 years ago, I had, a, I had a buddy jump into my car. And he was like six years younger than me. We were living in Pullman. He's a college kid, young guy. Uh, Naraj, awesome dude, awesome dude. Uh, and he jumps in my car, and I'm listening to local sports talk radio in Eastern Washington. He goes, AM radio? Oh, my God, I didn't even know that existed. He was a <laughs> communications major. Come he on. has a degree in communications. He was That's just trolling. how far away AM is. Uh, he was just trolling. Well, it's better than getting, uh, when I give the station name, 1080 AM, AM in the morning? Like, what? <laughs> wait, what? No. All right. All right, I quit. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for us. We'll be back next week. For Joe Fisher, I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.